Hey guys, Dr. Ben here. Welcome to a power pack brokerpreneur bite. Get ready to dive into proven strategies for recruiting top talent, retaining your best agents, and skyrocketing sales in the next 10 minutes. I'm your host, of course, Dr. Ben Spears, along with our real estate guru, Matt Vai. Join us as we unravel the secrets to take your brokerage to new heights. Let's dive in. All right, guys. So we got a pretty, I, I like this one. A lot of the times we're talking about, here, here's some tips, here's some, here's what I would do if I was in your shoes and so on and so on and so on. But today we've got a little bit of a different spin on today's podcast. I'm going to go over some statistics that was put out by RIS Media, RIS Media, however you want to say it, talking about basically how brokerages plan to spend their money. I'm going to go over the list. I'm going to, I'm going to say, hey, Matt, what do you think about it? I definitely want you guys in the comments below to say, this would be my order of how I I plan to spend my, my money growing my business, but just because the rest of you guys are not on the podcast, I'm, I'm going to ask Matt first. You're going to ask me, yeah. Okay, Fair enough. By default, you have to ask me. I love yeah, it's, it. I would ask anyone else, <laughs> but no one else is here. <laughs> now, we, we know that Matt knows what, what's up. Let me just go over this. Power brokers plan to invest most in, I'm going to do these as a countdown. Should I, should I count them Matt, down or count them up, Matt? My drum roll. Okay, yeah. So we'll, we'll count them down. Starting with five. Starting with five, heading to one. There's six of them. Number six doesn't matter. So we go top six. All right, top six. Uh, might as well. Power brokers plan to invest most in number six, opening new offices. Number five, lead generation. Number four, online marketing. Number three, technology. Number two, training, and number one, recruiting. Think about that again. I'll just run through it real quick from number one up. Spend most on recruiting, then training, then technology, online marketing, lead generation, opening new offices. Matt, I know for a fact that you completely agree. <laughs> Dude, you know, I, so whenever we said, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to review? And we said this list. That's why Ben's giving me such a hard time right now. This list hit me over the edge, man. It threw me in a tailspin as soon as we started reading. Yeah. So, so, so um, what do you think? Tell me, tell us what you think. All right. So let me preface this by, I can't speak. I didn't run a survey of the top thousand brokers. Okay. Because I didn't, I'm just going to go with what I know, talking to, to brokers and to other people I stay connected with and to the information that I read and what I know about the, what I know about the industry. Okay. The reason why I say get rid of number six is, and unless you put it in context, it's ridiculous. Opening new offices to say that brokers are going out there and opening new offices. I can see them acquiring offices. I can see mergers and acquisitions being important right now. As far as them just going out and taking bricks and mortar on with some of the uncertainty of what's going on right now, I just think yeah. that's completely, I think that's completely inaccurate. Now, so let me put this, let me make sure that we put this in context. This was the plan for 2020 before we knew what we know now. Yes, yes. And yes. so that was, that's some of this, right? The other part of this is they were looking at historically what was happening in 2018 and 2019, the brokers were, and then asking what their plan was for 2020. So there's a slight chance that some of these big brokerages were going, you know what, I want to open offices, I want to explore new areas. Most of the time, they're going to acquire, right? So you and I have joked about this before, whenever it comes to Whenever it comes to uh, mergers and acquisitions, 
it's not really mergers and acquisitions. It's really acquisitions. You just tell the person being bought <laughs> that it's that a merger, merger. that they buy, right? And then the and then right. So we we talked about that. Yeah, it's a pillow to but, pillow to cry on. That's right. That's exactly right. So not always, but most of the time, right? Oh so, yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. A pillow so full of money. Opening, that's right. It is a pillow full of money <laughs> and a great place to rest your head. Don't get me wrong. Exactly. But but yeah, but but the merger's part is for funsies. So number six, opening new offices. In retrospect, it's easy for me to say no way. But even in the beginning of 2020, all of the economists and, and everybody else was saying, hey, brace yourself because there might be something coming. We knew we were coming into an election year and all that kind of stuff. The last thing the brokers want to do, even if, it's, even if they're doing historically well, the last thing a, a, an intelligent, and this is called the power broker, right? Last thing a power broker is going to do is just going to take their money and throw it into a market to see if it works or not, especially with what's going on. Certainly not in this part of 2020. And I doubt that they were going to do it before that, right? Maybe it's a little bit about the context. Maybe it's a little bit about the wording and everything. But when I saw that one kind of, that one kind of sent me over the edge just a little bit, especially full service brokerages, which you'll notice a lot of these brokers in there are full service brokerages. They're very smart about their expenses and they know that it's better to walk over an office full of people than it is to try to open up next door and hope for the best, right? Okay. So lead generation. I would think that going forward, lead generation, instead of being number five, I would think that's going to be, I would think that's going to be a little bit more, I think that's going to be a little bit higher on the list. Now, now let me tell you why I'm, I'm balking at some of all of this, okay? So look at number four. Number four says online marketing. So what is online marketing if you're not pushing towards lead gen? How many brokers are out there just throwing their name out there, not trying to get lead generation? So either they took lead generation and put it in a category completely independent of itself and tried to separate it from online marketing instead of saying lead generation and including the online marketing in there, which leads me to believe that they're actually saying that we're going to spend more money marketing online than we are in lead generation. And lead generation is actually part of that online marketing. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay, so there's a little bit of wishful thinking there, right? Okay, or again, how many times have you and I talked about in our podcast, be clear with your vocabulary, right? Yeah, yeah. so, so maybe number three, a lot of those things can be <laughs> yeah, jumbled, right. to, jumbled together. <laughs> Absolutely, so which is what pissed me off. So that's what kind of sent me over the edge on, on all of this whenever I was looking at it. Mm -hmm. Again, look at your top brokers that are in there. So there's Cobble Banker and Berkshire Hathaway is up at the top of the list, right? Doing a bunch of freaking transactions together. And keep in mind, those are the HSF and, and corporately owned stores, right? So those are the, the Apollo Group owned stores, right? Excuse me, I said NRT. The, those stores are owned. That doesn't include the affiliates in those numbers. I'm assuming that doesn't include the affiliates in those numbers, okay? That's just the singular brokers. What that means is that the top two brokers doing a lot of that business are historically known for training, right? They're historically – so what do, what do a lot of brokers tell their agents? Hey, go over to Berkshire Hathaway or go over to Caldwell Banker or go over to Century 21 or go over to here, learn what you're doing, and then come back and see me once you're trained. Right, that happens. That happens a lot. They tell people to go to Keller Williams and and learn the business before they go into some of these other brokerages. So, if these top brokers, the, the two top, if you look at the numbers, the two of them together have a tremendous amount of the overall business. If they're known for training, how is that behind recruiting from a number standpoint? Yeah, it, it, it can't be. Right, because if you're a top training company, you're going to be spending more money on that training unless they're purchasing agents. 
Okay. Right, which brings me to which brings me to number one. So, does that mean that they're including if they take uh, if they write some of the check to come on board? Is that going in the recruiting bucket? Is that going in that acquisition bucket? Because if that's the case, I can understand because some people have been writing some pretty big checks for some agents and teams and stuff like that in order to grab market share and all that kind of stuff in a, in a bunch of different markets. If that's the case and they continue to do that, I can see where recruiting would be number one. If that's not what they're including in there, I just don't see them spending that much money on recruiting. Unless it falls into the category of brokers are getting paid bonuses to recruit, so it goes in that recruiting category instead of it being in, in, yeah, in the, the broker's competition. Right. If, yeah. it, if, if the broker hires somebody and they have to pay the agent X amount of dollars for marketing to come on board, both of those things are going in the, both of those things are going in the recruiting bucket, then maybe I could see recruiting being, being, being number one. But if you look at the numbers of those top two companies who are known for training, being up at the top of the, being up at the top of the list, I can't see that recruiting is more money is being spent truly on recruiting, not on what it takes to buy your way into the recruiting game, but actually spent on recruiting. Because yeah. if, if that was number one, those two companies would, and both of them, both of those companies recruit really well. Keller Williams recruits, there's a bunch of companies and a bunch of offices in a lot of places that recruit extremely efficiently. But that doesn't mean that they're spending a ton of money to do that. Quite the contrary. A lot of them that recruit really typically don't spend a lot of money to recruit. You can buy market share, and I guess you could call that recruiting, but I would think that would fall more under the mergers and acquisition side of things. Even if it was a large team that you purchased and you didn't get the entire office, you're pretty much buying a little brokerage. They've got their own transaction coordinator. They've got their own people that are handling their accounting. They've got their own whatever. They're basically just sitting inside another office with their own brokerage running inside of it, and part of their name happens to be that name. Yeah. Somebody else comes along and buys them, pulls them out of that office, and puts them somewhere else. They're not replacing most of that structure most of the time. They're just paying for them to go put their name on the different parts. That should fall under marketing. And you notice that it doesn't say marketing here. Says online market. Yeah, and all of these things, all six of them, are going to have their ties to recruiting. Agreed. 